Thanks for downloading episode 62 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Morecambe fans strap in for the roller coaster that will be the next nine months in League One. Here comes Shrewsbury down the right hand side. It's going to be crossed in from the right by the Costa. A little back heel into the path of Pennington goes to ground. I didn't think there was much in that. Referee agrees and Morecambe clear the lines. Might have a breakaway on here. Stockton into the feet of Connolly's bearing down on goal. Dylan Connolly! Great chance, and that is a great block one-on-one. First real sight of goal this season for the Shrimps. And it's repelled by the Shrewsbury keeper, Marco Morosi. It's taken until the 26th minute, but that was a fantastic quick breakaway from Morecambe. Cleared our lines from the edge of the box. One touch from Stockton, and Connolly was away. We know he's got pace to burn, bearing down on goal, but he just put his right-footed effort a bit too close to the Shrewsbury town keeper. And in fairness, Morosi made a very good block one-on-one. And then... Trying to close Shrewsbury down, down that right-hand side. But it could be just on this right-hand side of the penalty area here. And that one needed repelling away by Ripley. And the ball bobbles up in the air. And it's going to go behind, I think, for a corner. But first time that Connor Ripley's been called into significant action there. And just a half a second, the Shrimps got caught napping down that right-hand side. As the ball was played across the edge of the six-yard box. A strong arm from the Shrimps goalkeeper. Whistle goes, Hunter whips it in, right-footed, it's a real deep one. Nahua gets on it at the back post and it's straight at Marco Morosi. First half chance of the second half, fall into the Shrimps. A very, very congested Morecambe penalty area. Away to our right-hand side, seven minutes into the second half. Three kickies taken right-footed, it's charged down by Ash Hunter. Falls for the Costa, up and over it goes. This one needs clearing, Fane miss kicks. It's going to fall to Flanagan, who slices it over the angle of post and bar. But here comes Flanagan over the halfway line. That's a lovely ball, you know, through to the left-hand side. Dangerous times here for Morecambe, and that is a fantastic last-ditch defending uh, from Ryan Delaney on the near post. Slid the ball in. Bowman looked for all the world as if he was going to tap it home from close range. But Ryan Delaney tracking back, slid in at the near post and gets the ball behind for a corner. And here comes Shrewsbury Town now with Julian De Costa down the right-hand side. Infield to Bayliss on the byline. Squares the ball across. Nobody's there to tap it in. Nurse tries to keep it alive. Cleared by Delaney. Leahy through a crowd of players. It's frenetic defending from the Shrimps. And eventually Max Melvin slices it behind for a corner. And the corner is short. It's going to fall to George Nurse. 25 yards out. Goes through a crowd of players. It takes a slight deflection and rattles Connor Ripley's crossbar. A bit of a let-off there, you have to say, for the Shrimps. Went through a crowd of players, short corner routine, very nearly working for Steve Cottrell's men. Love's going to try and keep the ball alive, chips it towards the edge of the box. Delaney tries to flick it on, gets him into the path of Stockton, tries to play it through to Dylan Connolly. And that was another fantastic block, close in that time from Pennington as Dylan Connolly pulled the trigger. Away it went for a corner, there's going to be no time though, because the referee says that's enough of that. Ends all square here at the Mazuma Stadium with Morecambe well on top in the last couple of minutes of stoppage time. But it's nil-nil here. And probably on balance of play you would feel a point apiece, probably a fair result. Derek Adams is going to be absolutely delighted with a clean sheet. 
Still a bit of thin stuff to work on in the final third, of course, but it is the opening day of the season after all. And I think we can be reasonably happy with our afternoon's work. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Well, Derek, 0-0 on the opening day of the season. Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, it was a very competitive game. I think that um, it was 0-0, but um, you know, there were chances for both teams in the match. But uh, I thought that we played really well to, to shape. Uh, our discipline was good uh, because, you know, Shrewsbury are a very good side. Um, you know, there's taken in a good number of players in the summer, uh, recruited well, and... Uh, I thought today, you know, when our new recruits come in as well, they stuck to the task and uh, put on a really good home performance. The game got off to a terrific pace at the start. I was a bit surprised myself how quick it was. Yeah, it was. It always is in the first game of the season. The only disappointment was it was raining the whole afternoon, but um, from a player point of view, um, you know, we only made one substitution in the game and uh, that tells you the fitness levels were excellent. Um, it was really difficult to make changes in the game uh, because of the style that Shrewsbury play. Can we you know, get an opportunity against them? And we were going to get opportunities. We just probably weren't good enough on the ball uh, in that final third at times to make that final pass or uh, complete you know, a good number of passes. But overall, you know, we take a point and uh, a clean sheet. A clean sheet, as you mentioned, and looking at it, four of the back five, including the goalkeeper, all changed from last year. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, and, uh, you know, when new players come in, uh, it takes some time to settle, but I thought they settled really well today. It's the first game at home. Um, They had to play against a shape that's always difficult to play against, Uh, but I thought that we caused them, you know, some issues at times. They obviously, you know, play a lot of... Uh, longer passes uh, into their front men, crosses into the box and uh, they're always going to get you know, some of the ball but uh, over the afternoon um, their goalkeepers probably had the best save to make from Dylan Connolly uh, I don't think Conor Ripley has had a save to make in the game Dylan Connolly chance on 26 minutes though. That, that could have changed the whole game couldn't it? Yeah, it could have. You know, it was at that time in the game where it was a bit to and fro between both sides, and uh, they were on the attack. We've quickly got a counter attack against them, and uh, you know, Dylan's done really well to get himself in that situation. It's a long way for him to go. It's just over the halfway line, and uh, their goalkeeper's made a you know a very good save. Right at the end, you stepped it up again, and Connolly again had another chance, and this time a good defensive block from Pennington. Yeah, I mean, we just got in that final third a number of times this afternoon and uh, maybe didn't choose the right pass or we, you know, overhit it. Uh, but these are all things that you can work on throughout the season. But to, you know, get a point today against one of the teams that want to, you know, be pushing, you know, higher up the table, uh, you know, is a good point for us. Just generally, how hard was it to pick a team today for the first game of the season? Um, it was quite easy from the point of view that we worked, you know, over the summer and uh, we've seen the players uh, in pre-season action and you know today was about picking the right players for this game and uh, I thought we got that you know well because um, we dealt with you know what through Shrewsbury you know through it is. First point of the season you always look for firsts and uh, a good decent first for you in the end. Yeah it was I think that you know last year Shrewsbury uh, certainly are not the team that they are this year they're, you know, they're much stronger uh, than they were last year and uh, we can see you know, by the names that they've taken into their team so it's uh, a really good uh, point for us A week now to your next game uh, any chance of anyone else coming in between then? 
Uh, I'm unsure at this moment in time. We've only got uh, the possibility of one more player to come in uh, because of you know the budget. So um, we we'll see if that happens uh, and, and then take it from there. Farron Rawson, man of the match today, and I thought he was tremendous. Yeah, I mean he, what he did, which you know we ask any defender to do is, is go and clear his lines, which he did with his his, his headers and uh, you know clearances as well. But I thought Delaney, you know, did really well beside him. Um, I think that the two of them are steady defenders and they, they dealt with the threat because Bowman's a difficult striker to play against but I think that the two at the back outside them the right back and the left back had to do a really good job against their players as well and uh, it was a you know a good performance from you know the whole team well 88 goals conceded last year which is we know far too many so a clean sheet's a great start yeah we need to continue that you know we need to be solid we need to be um, you know we need to do things differently uh, from other teams we, we don't have the resources that other clubs have we understand that but um, what you can do is you can try and think uh, differently to, to, to try and help us Well Farron a debut for you for Morecambe today 0-0 against Shrewsbury a decent point? Yeah definitely it's um, it's uh, just a start you know what I mean we've got plenty more to go but I think if you watched the game and you looked there was a lot to build on there was a lot of positivity out there and um there's a lot of positive play. We defended really well as a unit. And that's not just the back four and the keeper. That's uh, the front two. They worked tirelessly the whole 90 minutes and the, midf- and the wingers and the, the midfielders. It's Collectively, it was a good performance. But take that, you take a draw on the first day, do you know what I mean? And hopefully we can build on that going into next weekend. You had to work really hard, didn't you? Because shoes we started off like a train. Yeah, definitely. They're a good side. They've uh, reinforced uh, over the summer. They brought in some good players. Do you know what I mean? We knew that they, they were going to come here and it was going to be tough. Obviously, first game of the season, they want to impress as well. So it was tough, but I thought for the majority of the game, we dealt with their, their threats. I think we kept them pretty quiet. They had a couple half chances and stuff. But I think um, overall, I think if you looked at the game, we had the better chances. I spoke to you in a week uh, and you told me you like to put your body on the line and throw yourself in front of the ball and uh, you certainly did that today. Yeah, well, like I said, I'll give it my all every game and today that was needed. Maybe next game it might not be needed, it might be something else, but um, I'll, I'll work my socks off and I'll give it everything. If it means I've got to put my head on the line before anything, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? And um, it was just really, really pleasing to, to come away with a clean sheet regarding the back four and, and rippers in goal. And so hopefully it's something we can build on now and... Um, I think if we keep putting in performances like that, giving it everything we've got, then hopefully it'll be a good season. It was a tough performance, he worked really hard and he could have perhaps pinched it with uh, Dylan Connolly's first half chance. Yeah, yeah, well I think you can see Dill the whole game, he was tirelessly working for the team up and down. I think at one point he was covering me at the, at the right back, winning the ball back and I think, um, well, these things happen, do you know what I mean? But he's a, he's a top player, as you can see. He's, he's got an engine on him and uh, he'll, he's definitely coming in handy. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there was a couple other chances as well. I don't think it was just one chance, it was a couple other, but we can't really dwell on that now. It's a clean sheet, great point, do you know what I mean? You can't win or lose the season off the first game, do you know what I mean? So, um, no, really excited for next Saturday and, and ready to kick on now, really. You talked about you wanting to get into League One and uh, your first taste of it today. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't know. I might not show it, but uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, the fans were amazing. It was so loud. I couldn't believe how loud it was. At one point, when, when we kicked off, I couldn't hear myself think. But um, no, it was quality. It, it lifted us up, and uh, I think the performance, I think the lads are showing to the fans that whatever happens, we'll give 100% and we'll give everything. Do you know what I mean? So um, hopefully the fans can go away happy today and excited and looking forward to the rest of the season. Was it a pretty content dressing room at the end of the game? 
yeah, yeah, it, it was it was content, but also we've got as a team in there, we're always striving to be better. Do you know what I mean? We're always looking at little spots where we can improve and 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 go to that, like I said, go to that next level um, and improve on last season. So um, no, it's it's satisfied. We're happy with a clean sheet, but I think a lot of lads in there including myself as you're always looking at ways you can improve and and like say maybe come away that game a 1-0 win or a 2-0 win but that's not how it worked today but I think well, everyone everyone to a man was outstanding today and they can take a lot of um, a lot of encouragement after today and go into next week so shrimps live and the shrimps verdict podcast back for a brand new season then hello from Dave Salmon Thank you so much for your company. If you've listened to us on Beyond Radio on FM or DAB Plus, or you've listened or watched via iFollow Shrimps, or if you've been to the game and you are just downloading this podcast at your leisure, we really appreciate your company and your downloads. Tell your friends, subscribe, hit the bell on your podcast provider of choice, and then automatically you'll be notified of every single new episode. We will have a brand new Shrimps Verdict pod at the end of every single game home and away in League and Cup. A bumper podcast on the way for you today. A little bit later on, we'll be talking to Nathan Brown. Nathan is part of a podcast called The Yellow Block. It's a Peterborough United posh podcast. And Nathan, massive fan of the posh, the ideal person then to get the full lowdown on Grant McCann's men ahead of our tricky trip, our first away game of the season in League One next Saturday. That's on the way a little bit later on. But of course, at the start of the new campaign, we need to preview the season. And who better to have a chat about uh, what might be in store for Derek Adams' men over the next nine months or so? Mr. Shrimps Online himself, Tom Collins. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Getting back into it. It's uh, another League One season. Exciting to uh, get some some uh, more big fixtures at the Mazuma and, and some great places to go and visit this season. There's a bit of a churn, isn't there, in terms of uh, the the makeup of League One? It's obviously four up and three down and, and so on. The seven new teams in League One, we'll talk about those in a second. But uh, our second season in League One, it's beyond our wildest dreams to a certain extent, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Like already, um, so many of the experts and the bookies have already writing us off our game. Um, they seem to forget that we've never been relegated in our 102-year history. Um, we were written off last year. We'll be written off every single year. We'd, you know, yeah, it was a great achievement. And I think um, it represents the unity that's been at the club for the last few years, really, that we've really been driving forward as a club and um you know even when we've had bumps along the way that we've managed to respond and and stay very unified as a fan base as a club so it's it's as much as we deserve league one status again we'll talk about the squad in a second tom but i don't know about you but i think that the fact that we are now into our second season in league one Hopefully that should make us a little bit more streetwise, a little bit more geared up for third tier football. Differences in the squad aside, of course, we know a bit more at least what to expect in terms of the standard. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I think, um, I mean, it feels very different because we've obviously got change of manager. And um, so it's interesting to see how that, that plays out. Um but um, as I've said to you before, I'm delighted that Derek's in charge. And um, I kind of, in my mind, um, 
I, if you remember when Derek first came in, I think it was in November when Jim Bentley left, he had that kind of half season to get himself together, have like um, two transfer windows in that following season we went into promotion. I think I almost feel like this year would be a, a really big success to survive again, even if it's not a very solid one. And then having another window almost next season, I see is that platform where we could really go and do something. And I, I hope we can build towards that. Um, so I feel like survival is our aim again this season. And then hopefully once he's got his squad together, you know, it's been very obvious. It's, how he's gone about doing it quite bold to say actually I don't want these particular players at my club but you know what I like it because it's like he's drawing a line of the standard he wants to keep he's got very high standards may not agree with every individual one but that's his prerogative as a manager and I think it sets the scene that he goes you know I he he will be aiming for promotion to the championship that's what he does he wants to he's not here just to survive year after year that's what he wants to do is with Morecambe is kick on now, there's no doubt, Tom, at all, that it's going to be another season of ups and downs. It is going to be that roller coaster. We've had the not so much the churn of players that perhaps Derek was expecting. Most of the, the guys on the list are still at the football club as we speak right now. But in terms of our transfer business and our summer as a whole, Tom, how do you assess the business and the players that we've managed to get through the door? I think, well, I guess the proof will be in the pudding and we will see once the players perform. I've I've been to two of the pre-season friendlies before going away, so I've not seen an awful lot of them, but I know of the players. There's a couple of players that actually I've, I was thinking we should sign, Max Melbourne being one of them and Ash Hunter being another one, and then they signed. So um, there are players, if you... If you're just if you're an outsider looking in, you think mm, a lot of League Two players there, and you might be quite dismissive of it. But that is the reality of really what we're playing with in terms of our budget. So we have to be realistic. But then if you go back to the promotion season under Derek, there's a lot of players that are undesirable. I mean, Jan Songa was at Scunthorpe, barely getting games. He was our you know one of our best players. As an example, you had Cole Stockton, not particularly desired from any other club. People even said he couldn't do it in League One, one of the top scorers in the league. Carlos Mendes Gomez came from lower leagues. You know, there's lots of players that there was no, even in the promotion, we didn't get a single player in the League Two team of the year. And I think under Derek, it's less about individuals and it's more about people buying into the system. I'm really doing it his way. We will play a very unique way. And I think as long as he's got players that he feels confident will work in his system, we're more it's more about some of parts. So, but going back to the signings, yeah, they look really solid. Like I think one area that we really struggled with for the start of last season was having uh, someone that could head the ball away at centre back. So, um, Farron Rawson um, at Mansfield last year seemed very solid. What I've seen looks very commanding in the air. Um, you know, across the bat, we've got a completely new back line, so it'd be interesting to see how that does. I think we'll probably be a little bit more defensive um, than perhaps we were under Stephen Robinson. Like we mm. fullbacks will probably stay a little bit deeper um, and defend primarily. That's, you know, that's where you see the likes of Liam Gibson getting game time over Greg Lee last year, for example. Um, but yeah, excited by to see how, how the guys get on. You know, the Jake Taylor was someone that um, didn't get an awful lot of League Two games, 
but Port Vale were very sad to see go. Max Melbourne, someone that had good loans at, I think it was at uh, Lincoln and various other places that he's done all right. Um, so the players that come in have generally got quite good um, good recommendations this year, mm. which is quite unusual for us sometimes to say, oh, no, he's not up to it. Um, so that's been quite a refreshing change, but quite excited to see Ash, Ash Hunter gets on as well. A slight caveat, we must say, Tom, we are recording this two days before the Shrewsbury Town game on the Thursday evening. People will be listening to this podcast after our opening day of the season. <laughs> I'd, I'd love a time machine to to go and have a look at our 3-0 victory. Of course I would. But uh, that aside, there's going to be, what, six, seven new faces, probably in the starting lineup week in, week out. Most of them are at the back, of course, a couple in midfield, Ash Hunter uh, in the, 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 the final third as well. So uh, it is going to be quite a different team, despite the fact that we haven't been able to move on many of the players that Derek has put onto the transfer list. Yeah, no, and and I think um, we're going to have to be patient. That well, first of all, it's a it's a it's a very difficult decision, uh, diff, difficult decision, difficult division. Sorry, um, where there's almost uh, like two strands. You've got the ones, the haves and the haves nots. You've got Ipswich Town, Derby County. These clubs, their budgets are just ridiculous. The players that they're getting from the ch- championship level, and then you have the likes of ourselves, Accrington, um, you know, the Lincoln, other clubs that have more, more similar budget, and we have to really make it work. I think it's 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 going to be it's going to be challenging. We've got a lot of tough fixtures coming up, and I think we just have to be patient and let the players settle in. And I think we probably need a few more, few more players to come in. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another two or three players at least before the end of the window. I think we we need that. I think Derek has obviously alluded to the fact that players might need to leave for that to happen. I think he's also a little surprised that there's not been more interest in perhaps some of our better transfer listed players. But we've got what we've got, like you say, Tom, but you see the likes of Ipswich. They pay reportedly a seven-figure fee for Leif Davis. You see Derby County splashing the cash with their new owners, Sheffield Wednesday. There's so many massive teams still in League One, I suppose in one respect, it is a bit of a privilege that we are in that mix and we are playing them as equals. Oh, definitely. And then um, I come back to what I say is that we've just got to unite, get behind the players, even if we would, we will go through rough patches. We'll go through mm. games where we'll go through times where we can't get a win. I'm sure we will this season. That's the nature of the beast. But we've just got to stick in there um, Amazing season ticket sales again for us this season. It's great to see the Zoom is going to be absolutely packed again this season and just get behind the players and um, whoever's, which 11 players and whoever else goes out that, you know, under a Derek Adams team, they'll be busting a gut to get three points. He'll, he'll try and get three points at every, every, every occasion. He'll be looking to upset the, the, the so-called bigger teams in the division. One player who we managed to so far keep, we've still got a month of the transfer window left. Of course, Cole Stockton is still a Morecambe player at the moment. As a fan, Tom, how concerning is it that he hasn't signed a new deal? We know it's going to be as good a new deal as we can possibly offer him. How concerning is it from a fan's point of view that 
we might lose him for nothing or, or, or perhaps, I'm not saying his mind's going to be elsewhere because we know how committed to Morecambe that Cole is. But the fact that there is still that uncertainty and the transfer window is still open, that, that does make for nervous times as well. I mean, of course, it does. Like the reality is that um, we are like we are we are a selling club. We have to be. So, if a decent bid comes in for Cole, then he will go. That's the reality of it. There's not we're not Manchester City where they can reject bids. They will. He will if a, if a decent bid comes in, he will leave. Um, I guess the thing I would most like is. If he was to leave, he would he would leave with my best wishes. Seriously, he's, he's yeah. done so well for the club. He's been brilliant servant. I don't want him to leave. I'd, no. I think you know we need him. But if it was to be serious, I just hope it's not the very last minute and we get a similar situation to when Sam left last on the very last day. And then I don't. The reality is that really set us back for um, a good part of the season. We we're just needing a centre back, someone to come in and replace him, and. and I just don't think we we just had that big void for a long time. And I just think as much as we try, we're not going to replace Cole. Stop- if Cole stopped and leaves, we're not going to replace Cole. But what it might allow us to do is bring in two or three players that m- won't individually get us 20 goals, but they might get us you know, a handful of goals, seven or eight goals between them. That would probably be the way I would go about doing it um, if he was to leave and we got a reasonable sum of money, but I don't want him to leave. I'd love him to stay. And even if he doesn't sign a contract, I would say, fine, give us 12 months if the value he has to us. So, yeah. and, and, and hopefully he can, uh, and, and it's difficult not to put the pressure on, I suppose, in that regard, isn't it? But hopefully he can at least go part of the way to replicating the form and the goals that he scored last season. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I, if, I wouldn't surprise me if Cole had the same season, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he didn't have that same season and he, you know, got double figures. But it's a difficult league to get goals. You've got good players don't get goals sometimes. You, I remember Joe Piggott at Ipswich couldn't buy a goal whenever he played last year and came previous year he'd scored twenty odd goals. So I'd back Cole to score, but if he didn't, it wouldn't be any great shocks as well because it is a very tough decision, uh, tough decision division. Can't get that word right tonight. Um, <laughs> But um, if you remember back to promotion season, Cole wasn't picked primarily for his goal scoring. That was his all-round game. He was yeah. Our, yeah, he was, he was link-up playing a Derek Adams system and bringing others into play. And that's where the likes of signing Ashley Hunter and, and maybe Watts potentially and Jake Taylor and getting some others in there. I know um, Derek Adams has mentioned about um, thinking Jake Taylor is a wheel dig replacement. It's just getting that system right where we can play a little bit different to how other teams are and and Cole might play a little bit different. He, he seemed to have a little bit of a different role under a Derek Adams team leader than Stephen Robinson. Let's look at a few uh, players in, in a bit more detail then, Tom, if we may. One area that was a huge problem for us last season was the amount of goals that we conceded. And it wasn't just the volume of goals, it was the nature and the sloppy play and the easiness that, that some of the goals that we conceded, making basic mistakes, not marking from set pieces, goalkeeping errors. So let's start at the back. Connor Ripley is going to be the number one goalkeeper, being named the club captain as well. 
we need him to replicate the form of when he was on loan at Oldham a few seasons ago, and and, and we should be okay. But from pre-season, he looks 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 a very solid signing indeed. Yeah, I mean, I've um, I remember seeing him play in an FA Cup game on loan um, at Salford against Dagenham, and he was well, he was a cat in the goal. He was put saving everything. Um, Preston fans don't speak that highly of him, but that's Championship. So, I mean, that's just. Just the way it is sometimes that we're not always going to get the players that people are going to speak highly of because we are where we are. But for me, he's a big stature. He's got a big presence about him. Derek Adams has named him as um, as club captain, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he comes with good pedigree, good experience. And I think there's enough in there to think we've got a decent keeper. And at fullback, Donald Love. Sunderland, Salford, new match day captain as well. So uh, Derek obviously thinks very highly of him. Yeah, like in the preseason games that I did see, I was quite impressed with. Um, just looked quite a solid, solid player at right back, and looked quite comfortable on the ball. Looked keen to get forward, put some crosses in. Um, as I said before, I think the the role of the fullback under Derek Adams' system will be primarily defensive. So you mentioned about. Um, like lapses of concentration and easy goals going in last year, I think that there'll be less pressure on our fullbacks to get forward and more um, keeping things tight and, and just defending primarily. Um, so it'll be a little bit less pressure. And if you remember the promotion season under Derek, which is, I guess, the best we can, the most information we've had under a Derek Adams team is that we do have to tend to have quite a low block and we will get players behind the ball. And we did have a good knack of just restricting players to long distance shots. And I think that's what we'll do. Um, and I think, um, you know, it'd be pretty defensive. So I think Donald Love fits the bill. And obviously he's had uh, Greg Strong, um, has had a good view of him as being head of recruitment at Salford. So hopefully that should be a very positive signing. And we've mentioned Faz Rawson. We've needed somebody who can head the ball away and he fits the bill perfectly. Yeah, no, like what we could have done with him at the start of last season, right? That just someone just to take 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 control from set pieces and just dominate in the air. No, no. Almost Jim, Be- Jim Bentley type play, right? That just gets his head on everything and just, I remember when Jim was playing, the ball would just seem to always find his head. Um, and that's what we were badly missing. I think it was a became almost a bit of a, a lack of confidence as well. Whenever set pieces, I f- could feel the mood in amongst the fans with lack of confidence, and that 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 nervousness passes to people, and then it gets a bit a bit of a cycle as well. Because the more teams notice that we're bad at defending set pieces, the more that they target it, and the more that they target it, the more set pieces are having to defend from. So it's a very vicious cycle. So. Hopefully, uh, Fez can come in and, and and give us that confidence that you can just clear the ball in the air. Let's hope so. Let's go into midfield then, Tom. We've obviously spoken about uh, uh, Max Melbourne, of course, on the left. But in the in the middle of the park, Jake Taylor was very well fancied at Notts Forest. Didn't really work out for him because of injuries at Port Vale, but he's, he's through that now and... I watched the League Two playoff final. I'm sure you did as well, Tom. And he was sensational at Wembley. So uh, we, we've got a player there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good age, isn't it? I think he's 23, 23, 24. Like, so it's, it's quite a good age. We haven't got a lot of players coming in at that level 
you know, that's a good, potentially if they kick on, have a good season, then um, as a, the reality is that we want to be a selling club, that if he had a really good season with us, that he could kick on and get a move higher up the higher up because that's that's ultimately as a sustainable league one club we want players to do well and for championship clubs to come in and and get them and I think he comes in with that good potential um I've, I've been trying to rack my brain as to what what kind of player he is and I'm thinking like um I think Calvin Phillips is a type of player I feel like he is just kind of mopping up and just kind of doing a bit of everything is probably the closest thing, but I'm not 100% on that. See, it's kind of, I love to work out what kind of player he is, but then Derek sees him a bit of Aaron Wildig. So perhaps, uh, I know in one of the friendlies that I saw away at Macclesfield, he seemed to have a knack of getting into the box and getting a few shots off and stuff like that. So Derek loves to play like that. So be interesting to see how he gets on. And another young player alongside him, whether Caleb Watts plays every minute of every game at the start of the season or due to his injury last term, whether we ease him in a little more gently, but you can see that he's got that Premier League Academy class about him and hopefully he's going to be a big player for us too. Yeah, it sounds like he had an awful time last season. I think he was literally on his debut on loan at Crawley and got got a, a pretty serious injury and never played again. So um, real shame. So hope he has better luck and much better luck with us. Um, he looks an exciting player that um, from the bits I've seen, he seems to be able to pick up the ball and run at players. So one of the things that's been quite nice, um, we go on to um, go on to one of the other players, but there seems to be more pace in our team, which in previous years we've lacked that. We've not had a lot of very quick players at Morecambe and pace tends to scare defenders if it's used in the right way. So just gives us that different different problem for other defences. And I think uh, Watts has that in abundance once he gets going. And a word on Jensen Weir as well. Obviously very well fancied in his, I mean, he's, he's still only 20, of course, but uh, very well regarded at uh, Wigan. Didn't have a, an amazingly successful loan spell at Cambridge last season, but uh, still played and, and, and assisted uh, against us earlier on last campaign. And uh, he's going to add plenty to the heart of that midfield as well. Yeah, um, I speak regularly to uh, Cambridge fan Alex Alex Jones and and um, he he thinks he's, he's very technically good and a, a, a good player. Um, thought he was unlucky with, with injury, but thinks we've, we've got a good player on our hands there. Very technically good. So I'm looking forward to um, to seeing what he can do. Um, yeah, don't know an awful lot about him, but um, the bits I've heard he, from Cambridge say that he's quite a quite a promising player. Mm. And I think um, did Brighton pay big big about half a million quid? Yeah, about half a million, I think. Yeah. So uh, you don't you don't command that kind of transfer fee if you're if you've not got something about you, I suppose. So uh, fingers crossed on on Jensen that he can uh, make a positive contribution. And then Ash Hunter, as we've alluded to up top as well, Tom, to get somebody of that calibre and that record, loads of games in League One and League Two. I've seen Ash Hunter play for Fleetwood a number of times, Salford as well. It's quite an amazing pickup in that regard, isn't it, for us to get him for nothing? I think he's the type of player that we need to go for. Like He he has had an inconsistent recent um, pass at Salford. Like I don't think... 
he's perhaps repeated, you know, he's gone from League One in Fleetwood to having pretty solid record of of, of um, match-winning moments to then at Salford perhaps not having that same impact. And I've seen him play at Salford and in person and times and he's, he's, he's been a bit hit and miss, I'll be honest with that. But then what we do know is he has the ability to win a game with something a little bit special. We saw in our promotion year, he scored those two worldies against us away at Salford. Um, he just has it. He's a type of player on his day can win your win your games, and that ha- that was a concern for me before we signed um, Hunter in particular. That at times last year, beyond Cole, sometimes we did look a little bit like lacking for another another threat. Yeah. Um, so having having another match winner in the team that if Cole's not on it, that you've got another few players that can perhaps chip in with a few goals. Um, is definitely helpful, and Hunter has 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 the match winning ability in him. We know that for sure, and his record at League One level, perhaps one of our most experienced, probably our most experienced League One player. Yeah, I'd say so, and I think his stats um, stack up defensively as well. So uh, he, he does his job in the uh, in the defensive third and in the attacking third as well. But hopefully, he can uh, unlock the door on uh, a good number of occasions this season. So cards on the table, then, Tom. How's it going to go this season? It's, it's going to be a roller coaster. There's going to be ups and downs. We know that. But as we speak now, 28th of July, 2022, where are we going to be and what, how are we going to be talking on the 6th of May, 2023? Again, I would say perhaps, I think we'll, 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 we'll be safe um, with, a, with a couple of weeks to spare, I think. Few weeks to spare. It will be. Will be. Is it right. fair to say, Tom, that we need more points than the forty-two that we got last season? It seemed a very low total to to, to survive. Well, forty and bad goal difference survived for Fleetwood Town, of course. But we're going to need a few more wins, aren't we? You'd think so because I think last season, I think there was teams that just could not get a win for love and money. Like Crew went through a stage of just losing most games. I think Wim, like Wimbledon went through a horrible run of the I can't remember how many um, games without a win it was. Um, and uh, Doncaster were just very poor as well for a lot of the season. So I think the reality is we'll need to be aiming a little bit higher than we did last year to survive. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I think we've just got to be patient. And um, we've got a lot of new players to bed in and... We've just got to get behind them. And and we've seen in previous years as well, sometimes players adapt at different paces. And it, yeah. just because they don't start brilliantly doesn't mean they can't be a very good player for us. So I think we just have to be patient. I'll give you one example. Hendry in the promotion. Yeah, I thought Hendry looked shocking, shocking player in our promotion season. And then by midway through the season, I'm like, I think he's not bad, actually. And then by the end of it, there was very little between the other options. So um, I think the lesson is just give players time to adapt um, to perhaps a different system that they've played before, um, new teammates. So we just, I think patience is key. Patience is key, isn't it? I, I think if if we don't get the start of the season in, let's say the first, what, seven, eight games or so that, that we're looking for, we can't worry, we can't panic. It's a really, really long nine months, isn't it? And, and as we know, 
we were in the relegation zone last season for a very, very long time before we pulled ourselves clear. There's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know it's a cliche, but uh, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, there's um, one of the websites, um, I forget the name, is it 358? Um, it, I forget the name of the website, but it put us down after the losses last season to, um, I think it was after the Wigan game, gave us a 90% chance of relegation last yeah. year. Yeah. We were solidly right, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, um, I can't remember the name of the website, but... Um, it, it looks at the odds, and again, we're, they've stacked us to be relegated again. But I don't think it would feel normal if we weren't written <laughs> off. It would feel fairly uncomfortable because we're just used to that, and I think we tend to thrive in that. And I think Absolutely. that probably suits us better. So um, I, I feel confident it it, it won't be easy, um, and though we'll have some times where it'll be difficult, but I think we'll cause a few upsets along the way this year. And we're certainly going to be having some great days out, both at the Mazuma and away from home as well. Let's look at the other end of the table then, Tom, if we may. Who is your who are your tips to uh, get promotion and be in the in the mix this season? Mm. It's probably a few obvious. I mean, for me, Ipswich is the one that just straight away jump out at me as being a very polished side. I mean, they've had. Um, they changed managing mid-season. McKenna came from Manchester United, and they looked they look at a, a very solid defensive side. And the only bit they're really missing is just a little bit of the the creative flair at the top of the pitch. But you just think having more games under the belt and more quality in the team full stop, I could see them being there or thereabouts. Um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday have done a lot of business as well. Um, oh, there's so many teams that um, that are going to be up and thereabouts. But I would say those Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday. I also think Bolton will do well this year. Could see Bolton um, being right up there for um, in the mix. I think it's that um, that consistency um, where. In Bolton's example, the season like they they had a big lot of changes, and then all of a sudden they they managed to get in this their, their rhythm of keeping a very consistent squad. They didn't make a lot of changes from League Two to League One, um, and they haven't made a lot of changes again. But they've added a lot of quality. So I would say my three tips would be um, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, and Bolton, with perhaps Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich going up automatically. I'm going to go. Sheffield Wednesday and MK Dons automatically. And then I mm. think there are a good eight, nine, maybe 10 clubs battling for the playoffs. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll probably put the kiss of death on that now. Sorry, Sheffield Wednesday fans and MK Dons fans, but, you know, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, MK Dons, I haven't mentioned them, but they've got such a good structure in place in terms of, it's, um, I want to say it's Liam... Um, Liam Manning and um, they've got name escapes me now. They've got um, the um, sporting director. They've got a system where they lost their manager right um, right before the start of last season. They still nearly went up. Mm-hmm. So people look at Scott Twine, um, who was one of the best players in the division. I was he wasn't the best player of the division. I'm uh, a bit tongue in cheek for Cole not getting that, but. Um, <laughs> 
Scott Twine was a fabulous player that will go on to play in the Premier League. And um, he's gone to Burnley and people will think, well, instantly, you know, he's lost lost him. They've gone, Darling's gone to Swansea that they're instantly going to just drop, but they've been signing very well. And they will have been, will have had a contingency plan for um, for Twine leaving. So um, I think MK Dunn's being up there is a very good shout. Would They'll definitely make the playoffs. I'd be very surprised if they're anything below that. Um, Peterborough. Peterborough, they've you know they they know how to win this league. Um, they've got a scarily good attack, so Haven't that's they? going to be a very difficult visit in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. yeah, indeed. So let's look at the other end of the table and uh, quickly, Tom, if we may. Who who are our main rivals, and and, and who, who who do you think is going to have a tricky time this season? Difficult, because I mean. Difficult to predict who will really struggle. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Cheltenham go, having lost Michael Duff um, to Barnsley. Yeah. He he is he has been Mr. Cheltenham, and they've played a very set way, similar similar budget to us, and they've they've promoted within um, for their replacement manager. So it'd be interesting to see what they do stylistically. Um, yeah, I would say they would be someone that we should be looking to finish ahead of. Um, who else could we're looking at? Lincoln. I thought I wasn't that impressed with Lincoln last year. They've got a new manager. They they could be. You don't know what they might do. They could be right down there. Um, and the promoted teams, I suppose, as well. They, they are an unknown quantity to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, Forest Green have lost uh, lost a manager and a few key players, and, and we know how hard that can be after last season. Um, so yeah, Forest Green, um, Forest Green, perhaps will be down there. Port Vale um, haven't had a strong transfer window so far, but still still to the end of August. I know they've started to ramp that activity up. Um, who else have we got? There was Port Vale, Forest Green, and Exeter. One more, isn't there? Who else came up? Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Yeah, fancy Bristol Rovers to be okay. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll they'll be quite a difficult place to go and play, and I think they'll be us against them kind of atmosphere with them. And um, and I think Exeter will probably be okay. So I think perhaps the names we've mentioned, Shrewsbury. I don't know what will do because a funny team is that they've actually signed quite well, quite got a small squad, but they've got some real quality in there. Um, but there seems to be not a great feeling towards the manager. So it will be interesting to see how they go. If they were to have another rough start, where will, what will they look like? I think Steve Cotter is a good manager. That's good, good manager for this level. But interesting to see if they can, because it, it turned quite toxic, I think, at the start of last season for Shrewsbury. And then they, then they just kind of managed to pick it up. It'd be interesting to see if they go through a similar game this season. Well, I suppose, Tom, as long as we finish ahead of at least four other clubs in League One, then it doesn't matter necessarily who those uh, four are. Tom, really appreciate you uh, coming on the pod. I always I could chat to you for hours and hours and hours about Morgan. I'm sure you, you could obviously uh, do exactly the same. It's going to be a different experience for you this season, Tom, isn't it? Because in Peru last season, watching on the laptop on iFollow, but this season you're going to be very much cheering the lads on back at the Mazuma. Yeah, I can't wait. It's um, you know, it's all part of the 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 fun and games, isn't it? The 
the, the the enjoyment of just being around your mates and and just seeing it in the ground it's you know i appreciate so much having been able to watch an eye follow and what an amazing service it is to have but it's not the same as it getting the pie before the game and seeing a, a victory at the Mizuma. Not quite the same, is it? So uh, very much looking forward to seeing lots of games and going to a lot of these away grounds that I missed last season. We are very well blessed, aren't we, in terms of uh, away days out. There's going to be some fantastic occasions home and away. And I think as we've alluded to, finally, Tom, hopefully we can finish well above that line. Uh, and it, it won't be as squeaky bum as it was last season but uh, twists and turns are plenty for sure in the coming months yeah like it is I think just as you as you alluded to that it's not a new division and I think what Derek has done well in the past is is turn our home form into a place that we can actually see some victories and and I think that just got us over the line there was a couple of wins that we had um at the end of last season, the Burton game and then uh, the Oxford game. And I think that um, if we can get them at Zuma where we can pick up some wins, just a few, get a few wins together, I think make it a difficult place for teams to get points off us. Yeah. Then I'll, I think that'll see us right. I suppose, especially given our, well, absolutely diabolical away form last season, just those couple of wins in the league. And we've got to improve on that. Uh, and that's going to, Obviously, hopefully, hopefully, add a few more points to our tally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think that. I just, I, you never know, do you? But I just would love to have the same manager for the whole, the whole season, basically. That helps, and I think, it? It, yeah. I mean, last season, effectively having three different, well, three managers. Um, well, even more if you include the caretakers, two of which are the same person. Is switching just makes it that bit more challenging. So I just. Love to see Derek Adams over a number of seasons really make his mark and, and build something. That's what I'd love to see, ideally. Now, a very tricky away game next Saturday, the first of the new League One season for the Shrimps away at Peterborough United, one of the fancied teams to go straight back up, relegated from the Championship last season, full of quality players under their manager, Grant McCann. Uh, so a very tough assignment indeed for Derek Adams' men next Saturday. Full match commentary, of course, as ever on Shrimps Live. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Nathan Brown. Nathan is a massive posh fan. He's also a contributor for the Yellow Block podcast, a Peterborough United fans pod. So the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Grant McCann's men ahead of our trip to the Western Home Stadium next week. So Nathan, uh, thanks for joining us on the pod. Appreciate your time. I suppose my first question or statement to you has to be, welcome back to League One. I guess you are absolutely delighted to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, after so many years of, of being in League One, um, finally getting out of it, thinking, you know, that this is the start of of us pushing forward, progressing, and and yeah, unfortunately, the the worst has happened, and, and we've gone back down. But um, you know, we're we're a club that's had that happen to us before, um, and we're a club that will eventually go back up. You know, I'm, I'm convinced of that, especially with with the uh, the management that we've got in and and the ownership as well. Um, I think we'll be absolutely fine. So having experienced the championship, 
how much of a step up is it to League One? We've we've seen some great, uh, really good, strong sides over the last twelve months mm-hmm. ourselves in League One, but I suppose the Championship is is a cut above entirely. Yeah, I think obviously you know you've got that that sort of drop off effect from from the Premier League where you've got so many clubs that have played Premier League football, so naturally you know the quality of a player is always going to be higher. Um, you know, especially com- compared to a s- effectively quite a small club in in ourselves. Um, you know, we're very much punching above our weight, um, and you know we've consistently done that for for fifteen years or so now, um, if not longer. But yeah, the the quality is is obviously there, and and um, ultimately, you know, it quality is what tells in in the championship and, and in any league really. Um, you know, the better players that you can afford to buy, you know, the more likely you are to, to stay in the division or, or you know, progress and, and go up another division. So, yeah, the, the championship is an incredibly difficult league. I think it's it's one of those leagues or very one of the very few leagues where anyone can beat anyone. Um, and we found that out our, ourselves last year. Um, unfortunately, I think for us, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't clicking for us. And, and it was a season where, you know, we didn't quite show the the ability and the quality that I actually think we had. Um, you know, players maybe underperformed and, and didn't show the ability that, that they have themselves. Um, and ultimately that kind of became our, our downfall and, and sort of spiralled onwards, um, which I think can happen in a league season. But yes, um, you know, in terms of that that sort of leap from, I'd say, you know, top League One to, to bottom championship is is a fair, fair jump. Um, but equally, you know, it's also not as big a sort of drop I'd find, you know, when you go back down. Um, you know, we're, we're rejoining a, a League One that's going to be probably one of the most competitive that we've ever seen. Um, you know, the number of Premier League or ex-Premier League clubs that are, are in that division is, quite frankly, ridiculous and scary, <laughs> really. And especially with, like, attendances and, and other things that, that come into play, especially now, you know, Derby are there as well. Um, you know, I, I think anyone that gets out of this division absolutely deserves it because, you know, you're going to be going up against very, very good sides, of, you know, week in, week out, just as it is in the Championship. That said, does the fact that you are coming down from the championship and you have still got the nucleus of that strong squad, which we'll talk about more in a second, does that make you among the favourites to go straight back up or does that put unnecessary pressure on? Um, I don't think we're going to necessarily feel pressure. I think, you know, the players know that last season didn't go go as planned. And and as you've said, you know, 90% of that side is still here. Um, So ultimately, I'd like to think that that they're going to want to sort of stand by our, our fan base and, and actually say, you know what, we're, we're going to put on a show for you this year because you deserve it after last season. Um, you know, the effectively, I'd say the side that we had last year should be getting promoted in this division. That You know, if you get relegated, you're, you should be looking to go straight back up and, you know, anything else should really be a, a disappointment. And, you know, uh, um, but yeah, I think... The the starting eleven is definitely arguably one of the best, if not the best, in in the division. Um, although you know we've seen the players that have gone into Derby in the last few weeks, and you know ultimately they were a side that I think a lot of of you know pundits thought they're really really going to struggle in League One this year, and and now those players have come in. I think it's kind of the dead opposite. So you know things can change within a matter of weeks, and that's kind of what the transfer window does for you. Um, but in terms of the players that we brought in, I think they're they're very very good, proven you know League One quality players. You know we've taken a punt on a few League Two players as well, but ultimately we're a club that does that and does it very successfully. So I've, I've got no you know qualms there. Um, but yeah, I, I think if we don't go up, you know it has got to be seen as a failure. 
Um, you know, and I think playoffs is, is obviously the very bare minimum. But I think for us as a side that's just come down, kept the nucleus, you know, of that side has to be going back up in, in the top two. And to be honest, it'd actually be quite nice to, to kind of win a league title for a change. You know, we're always finishing second um, when we get promoted. And, and it'd just be nice for, for, for once to go up as, as, you know, title winners. I'll just say the word Sunderland to you, though, Nathan. It's not as, not as easy as that, is it? Absolutely. I mean, I think Sunderland kind of went into the division with the idea that they would just go straight back up and win the league ultimately. And that was their downpour for me. Having been at a few games against Sunderland, I just think that maybe their arrogance and their sort of self-belief kind of got ahead of them rather than thinking, actually, we need to play the team on the day rather than the occasion. Um, and it's, you know, you've seen that it's taken them so many years to, to kind of recover from those double relegations that they they suffered. Um and, and ultimately, we're not a club that runs like that. You know, we, we're used to going up and down, up and down, um, which in some ways has its has its pitfalls, but in other ways, it you know has its advantages because we're always fairly consistent. Um, but yeah, we're we're not a club that I think um, would be dropping any sort of further than the playoff places. I'd be very surprised if we don't finish in those. Um, you know, something drastically would have had to go wrong. I think if if we don't, and I, I don't see that as arrogance. I think you know. You know, if you look at the quality throughout our side um, and the quality of manager that we have as well, um, you know, I think ultimately that that kind of will will win out in the end. Let's talk about that manager then. Grant McCann back at the club, yep. reappointed, obviously a bit too late in the season to, to make a, a yeah. difference of staying in the championship. If Darren Ferguson had resigned a little bit sooner, would you have more of a chance? And I, I suppose... Grant McCann is, is obviously well-liked and, and well-respected within the fan base. Yeah, so ultimately what happened with Darren, I think it just ultimately just wasn't working. And, you know, I have incredible respect and, and admiration for, for Darren. You know, he's one of the most successful managers this club has ever had and likely will ever have. Um, and I know our fan base can be sort of a bit divisive on, on that kind of topic. Um, you know, Darren did an amazing job in getting us back up. Um Arguably, we would have probably gone up in that COVID season had we not sort of had uh, that whole issue. But um, yeah, so unfortunately for Darren, it, it just wasn't working. Um, the system wasn't working. The you know the players just couldn't find form, and and obviously the opportunity to to get Grant came in um, after Darren had, had resigned. And you know I don't really think we could have got another better manager out there to be honest in terms of quality, in terms of a manager that knows the area, knows the players, knows the club. You know how we work kind of knows the the vision and, and the ideas behind how the owners want to work. And um, he just fits the club, really. I think it was very much, a, I don't want to say like-for-like replacement, because ultimately they are very different managers with, with their very different ideals. But, you know, they're two managers that have always wanted to work with with the younger players, you know, progress players, actually train and, and you know, try and improve players that we brought in from lower divisions and also, you know, players that were already in the building. Um you know, Grant has experience of getting promoted as well, which I think is, is you know, huge for us as well. Um, and he's won a league title as well, which which can't really be dismissed at, at this level. Um, so, yeah, I think Grant is is the exact manager that we need right now. And, and ultimately, he's also a manager that I think if we were to get promoted would, would be, you know, very, very good for us in the championship. I think he maybe is eventually going to be a Premier League manager in waiting. And, and ultimately, we'll have to see if, if that comes to fruition. But but for me, I think he's he's one of the, the the best managers we could have got out there at the time. His stock was really, really high after what he'd done with Hull. 
you know, getting them promoted after having, you know, lost so many quality players when they were in the championship, um, you know, kind of having his side decimated and, and sort of plucked out of out of the ether, really. Um, so, yeah, as I say, I think Grant is, is exactly what we need right now. And I'm, I'm really excited to actually see what he can do with a full pre-season and then a full season ahead with us in, in a division that, that you know, we're, we're fancied for. Now, not much history between the two sides. I think it's about 15 years since we last played each other back in the dark days when we were both in League Two. So we, we don't really know much about each other, I suppose. So in that respect, tell us everything we need to know about a Grant McCann Peterborough United team. Um, I think we're still sort of finding out. Um, in terms of Grant, you know, we, we had him for a spell um, and then obviously he's, he's moved on to Doncaster and then got the whole job. So... I think he likes to play high intensity football, high pressing football, but I think it's also quite a, a disciplined level of football as well. Um, you know, he's he's sort of flitted between a four two three one and a four three three system for for us in in pre season, um, with sort of varying results on on both. Um, so it's going to be interesting for us as as a fan base to kind of see what he picks as his best eleven and what he picks as um, his best system. But um, also with with the quality that we have, um, I think there's a lot of, you know, versatility. So systems are going to be incredibly fluid for us. I think he, he ultimately, if he sees a problem in game, he'll change it there and then, which I think, you know, a lot of managers maybe kind of shy away from from doing that. So I think we're going to be a very changeable side, a side that, that can be very fluid in game um, when needed. Um, and I think we're, we're going to have a lot of facets as well. I think... We're going to be able to control against, you know, better sides. But ultimately, also, I think if we come under the cosh, you know, I'd like to fancy us in terms of defending our, our lead or, you know, defending a result and then, you know, bouncing forward and, and you know, pushing to, to get on the counter. So I think we're going to be a very dangerous side to, to come up against. I think we're going to be a side that isn't going to concede too many goals. And I think ultimately we're also going to score a lot of goals. So, yeah, I, I think... Whoever comes up against us is is going to be basically, you know, up against it. But we'll have to see, you know, ultimately, you know, we could be an unknown quantity. It might not go the way that we hope. Um, but I'm confident in terms of, of going forward into the season and, and our opening games. There doesn't seem to be uh, many glimmers of, of light for us then, Nathan. Can you give <laughs> us any hope at all that we can um, your place and, and, and pull off a bit of a shock result? Yeah, in, in terms of probably one area, I'd say... A lot of the fan base are worried about the two goalkeepers that we brought in, which were um, sort of younger, lonely goalkeepers, quite tall goalkeepers. Um, you know, ultimately, we, we didn't go and sign a player of our own in, in the position. And that's what, what Grant wanted to do. So, you know, from my perspective, we've got to just trust him. And, you know, we can't judge these these two goalkeepers until we, we get, you know, fairly into the season and then we can have an opinion. Um, so I say that maybe is an area because they're kind of untried and untested. They've not really got too much football league experience between the two of them. Um, so that's going to be maybe an area of focus. I know ahead of um, the, the next couple of games, we've had a few issues at, at right back. I think our two right backs are sort of 50-50, whether they're, they're going to make it for, for the game on Saturday. So, um, yeah, that those would be the two areas that I kind of pinpoint. Um but again, we're fairly strong in every area. It's maybe just those two that are sort of maybe slight Achilles heels. But, you know, until we, we push forward into the season and, and get a few games in, we're, we're not really going to know. Um, and I think that's kind of the case for everybody at, at the start of the season. Ones to watch then, based on, on last season's evidence, who do we need to be keeping a close eye on? 
Um, ooh, that's a, a tough question. Um, I think Kwame Poku, who's a sort of right winger attacking midfield, um, he's been incredibly good in pre-season. Um, we signed him from Colchester the, the summer before as, as we went into the championship. Um, and the ownership were very keen to kind of put forward that this is going to be a player that's more for the future and that will come, you know, into the squad more often, you know, second half of the season, January onwards. And he really, really did. And he looked in a really quality player and he's only 20. I think he was 19 when he was playing in the championship with us. So, you know, he's had that that six month period of, of getting a few games there. Um and, you know, this season, I think he's going to be a force to, to be reckoned with. Um, so he's one player I'd, I'd be really, really keen to, to look out on. Um, I'm hopeful for a big season for Jack Taylor in, in centre midfield. Um, you know, he's a player I really, really like in terms of he's incredibly sort of creative. He wants to get forward, can can score goals from anywhere. I, I, you know, he was in our highlights reel quite a bit last year for, for a few long range goals. Um, he's got, you know, bundles and bundles of ability and, and I know championship clubs are quite keen to try and um, take him off of us but I, I know our ownership are sort of going to hold hold him to ransom I think for that um, so yeah there, there's a couple of players there but but ultimately I think I'm just excited to see how this team gels together and, and to see you know what I think is a championship side in, in League One um, you know a lot of these, as I say a lot of these players have played championship football so to see them drop down a division um, you know, arguably with with lesser quality players, you know, coming up against them, it'll be really interesting to see how they sort of change that mindset from maybe being um, smaller fish in a big pond to, to big fish in a smaller pond. And the one player that uh, that, that caught my eye looking down the squad, uh, which I can remember from uh, previous days, Johnson Clark Harris, is he yeah. going to be your main attacking threat this season? I, I think so. He's he's club captain now, um, which was announced a few weeks back. Um, and towards the end of last season, he was just on fire. I think, you know, had he been in that kind of form for for much more of the season, you know, had he started the season last year fit, I think he, his goals would have kept us up ultimately. Um, but I think, you know, we've seen what he can do in League One already. I think it was 33 goals he scored um, when we got promoted. He scored, I think it was about 12 goals last year. Should really have had a lot, lot more, as I've mentioned. So I think he, yeah, as you say, is, is going to be, you know, a force to be reckoned with. But then also we've got Jack Marriott, who, you know, I think ultimately just hadn't had the fair crack at championship level. Um, had started off at Derby, had done well with them. And then he's, he's returned to us having, um, you know, had some injury issues, had some form issues. And and again, his goals were, were really key for us last year as well. He scored quite a few, but again, was sort of on and off with injuries. So to have him and Johnson Clark Harris in League One, I think, you know, it could potentially be another Mikhail Smith McLean partnership. I think those two could be really, really good. I think, you know, with JCH, he's more of a, a hold up man, a target man, you know, likes the ball played into the box, whereas Marriott is more off the cuff, likes to press defences, likes to get in behind, has got roaring pace um, and can can score from anywhere. So, you know, the two of those I think could really be, you know, a great, great partnership. If we choose to, to play both of them up front, I'm, I'm not sure that we will do. It very much depends on the system. You know, as I've mentioned, it's, it's very, very fluid. So I think some of the season we could say that see them playing together. I think ultimately also in maybe the more sort of difficult games, you know, the, the, the games against the, the the likes of Derby, Ipswich, the, you know, the sides that are fancied for the league. Um, I think we might see JCH just simply because it's, an extra sort of body that can hold the ball up, you know, keep it for us in, in tight situations. So, 
Yeah, I, I think we've got a really, really good partnership up front um, and it very much depends on, on the system, as I say. But yeah, I think those two together are, are going to be dangerous, uh, to say the least. Oh, good. I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you said that. But uh, that said, we have our own attacking threat. I suppose we've come to you something as a of an unknown quantity in that regard. But if you've got a striker who scored 26 goals in all competitions last season... You've got to be at least a little bit concerned that Cole Stockton might cause you one or two issues, hopefully. Yeah, I, I know there was a few rumours that we we were looking at him towards the end of last season. So obviously he's a player that we recognise and we know of. Um, I think, you know, last season he, he was on fire, seemed to be scoring goals for fun, you know, from all kind of areas. So, yeah, I think uh, it will definitely be an interesting test. And, and I guess for for our centre-backs, for, for, you know, the defence as a whole, it's, it's going to be good to be coming up against quality. Um, you know that early test, I think, would wouldn't necessarily do us do us any harm, um, and maybe give us a wake up call potentially. You know, depending how we play. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's it's you know a player that's in a maybe a different style to the to kind of play we faced last year, um, and you know ultimately, hopefully, he, he you know for you guys anyway um, hits form again and and you know puts puts the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I hope so. Really, really hope so. I think we're going to be needing him if, if, of course, we can keep him in the building come the 1st of September. Uh, prediction time then. Uh, Nathan, I suppose you are obviously going to say you are at home. You are one of the favourites to get promotion back into the championship. It's an easy home win, isn't it? Um, you know, you'd hope so. Um, I, I don't want to come across too arrogant. I know that, <laughs> I've said that I, I'm very, very hopeful for us to go straight back up. Um, but yeah, ultimately... It's again, League One can be a league where anyone can beat anyone as well. Um, but I, I, I would still fancy us, especially at home, and, and our home form needs to needs to be good, um, as does you know the same for for any club in League One. Um, so I'd, I'd be hopeful for probably at least a two 0 win. Um, but you know, you you can be a dangerous side, and obviously, as you mentioned with Cole Stockton, you know he's you know he's he's very very lethal when he wants to be. So it's it's very much a case of what side turns up at, at London Road. Um, for both teams, really. Nathan, really appreciate your time. Thanks for for jumping on the pod. I had I was scrolling through my Twitter feed a couple of days ago, and very randomly, a really old Barry Fry video appeared. I don't know why it did. It yeah. was the clip. I'm sure you're familiar with it. The one where he's negotiating with the player and yeah. his agents yeah. in his office, and he's arguing the toss over. 500 quid a week or 550 quid a week. Then he bangs the gavel down, sold to the... Yeah. We can't say the rest on... on yeah, on big podcast. bloke in the blue blazer, yeah. He's it, it, a bit of a legend, isn't he? Well, he's more than a bit yeah. of a legend. It's it, it's it's a build-a-statue job, isn't it, from, from your <laughs> point of view? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Barry a few times. Um, he is exactly what you see. <laughs> he's a cheeky chappy, um, absolutely adores his football. Um, you know, very funny, very charismatic, very charming, charming guy. Um, and also one of the best in the business in terms of getting players in, getting players out. Um, as you, you know, you saw in that video, he, he's got a, a magnetism to him. Um, and he's, he's just one of the good guys in football. Um, and, you know, he's got a history in the game. I think anyone knows Barry. Um, he seems to know everybody as well. And, um, you know, he, he, he is a club legend. Um, there's there's no two ways of looking at it, um, and you know hopefully he remains at the club for for many many years. I mean I know he's he's sort of getting on, um, but I, I don't think he'll he'll ever quit. I think he's he's in it for the long haul. Nathan, thank you so much. Big Peterborough United fan, of course, and contributor to the uh, Yellow Block 
podcast. Tell us about that. Tell us where we can find that and more information about the posh. Yeah, so um, just recently, I was I was asked to to become a, a pundit on the the pod, um, which was really really you know I, I took that as a great honour, um, and it's a real real pleasure to to sort of be involved. Um, so yeah, if you just type in the yellow block onto Twitter, you should be able to find that. It, it should be fairly clear. If not, then you know you can trawl through my my Twitter, and it should be on there as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're trying to put out sort of weekly and fortnightly podcasts, um, and it, yeah, it should be a, a really really fun ride. It's a proper fans pod, isn't it? You're not corporate in that way. It, it, you tell it like it is, and I think that's exactly as a as a fans podcast should be. Yeah, you know, there's there's no sort of punches pulled. It's it's very much you know just say your opinion, you know how you feel. Um, but it's it's been fairly positive so far in in the couple of episodes that I've been involved in, and you know us as a fan base, I think are just really really looking forward to the season getting started. You know, want to try and right some wrongs from last year. You know, show teams what we're about and. That's kind of come across in the pod as well, I think. And um, yeah, if, if anyone wants to listen, you know, we're we're all always on the lookout for for more listeners, and you know, just be exciting to to see how both the pod and, and the club, and obviously yourselves, do as well. Nathan, thanks so much for your time. We will check out the podcast. I I, I agree with you. I think you're going to be well up there at the end of the season, whether that's in automatics or or, or playoffs remains to be seen. It's a super competitive division, so <laughs> good luck for the season. I'm not sure you're going to need it after next Saturday of course and uh, we'll catch you next time yeah appreciate that thank you very much and and best of luck to you guys as well except when you play us (laughs) cheers Nathan Thanks so much indeed to Tom Collins, Mr. Shrimps Online, for his fascinating preview of what we might expect in Morecambe's second season in League One over the next nine months or so. It's certainly going to be a roller coaster, isn't it? And thanks also to Nathan Brown, massive Peterborough United fan and contributor to the Yellow Block podcast. Go and check that out wherever you get your pods from. It's also via social media too uh, to get uh, more on Grant McCann's men ahead of Morecambe's trip to the Western Home stadium the venue next saturday for shrimps live if you're not heading down it's quite a long trip uh, we will be there team news the build-up and the whole of peterborough united against morecambe live or beyond beyond radio on fm and dab plus 103.5 107.5 fm or uh, search for us on dab uh, or of course you might be able to listen or watch online anywhere you like via i follow shrimps as well morecambe fans have a fantastic week Keep the faith and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.